It's not coke, guys. I promise it's just methylated. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Cheers. Fuck yeah, yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. You bet. Mm. What do you think? It's good. It's all right. Yeah, it's good. I'm not a I'm not a big whiskey guy. I don't I don't uh oh, yeah. I can I can do some tequila, but every once in a while Ryan Ryan was actually tempting me in one of my my attempts to not drink anymore. He was like, What about that whiskey? I was like, fuck. All right, I'll take a shot with you. And it's like every time I taste it, I'm like, actually, that's not bad, man. That's that's pretty good fucking whiskey. Well, you brought it? a bottle over the other night. Yeah. And I got him to drink it. He's usually just drinking white claw, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's a white claw kind of sweet. Yeah, except for he likes the uh, he likes the black cherry, which tastes like fucking cough syrup, man. Have you? They all uh, taste different. <laughs> Not a big fan of them. But. Uh, that's all right, man. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to bring in some cigars or something over, man. I wasn't sure because oh yeah, I would have totally always, done it. I'm always seeing these pictures. You guys are like like cigar connoisseurs. I was I was actually with Ryan the other day, and he's like, dude, we should we should have some cigars, and I'm like. Yeah, dude, I don't, I mean, what, you want me to go to the grocery store and get like Swisher Sweets? I don't know shit about cigars, man. It was like, I could go spend 50 bucks and it could be garbage. So. I'm so proud of Ryan because he's, yeah. uh, yeah, when he first started smoking them with me, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, he's come a long way. He can cut his own cigars now and light them and he knows what tastes good. And, yeah. yeah. I'm very proud of him. What, what do you, well, like, what is, what's your favorite? What do you smoke? Yeah, like uh, Perdomo 10th Anniversary okay. Epicure Champagne. Um, I like stronger cigars. He had, uh, he usually smokes acids when he's over with me. What is that on him? I'm, it's I'm, a, I'm a novice. It's an infused cigar. Okay. It's a little sweeter, not as strong. Uh, people like him a lot more. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I got him, I gave him a premium, you know. I mean, an acid will run you maybe eight to 10, $12. Um, Perdomos are going to run you about 16, 18. And yeah, he had one. He liked it. Yeah. I mean, so sweet, like that, you know, I, I've, I've my, honestly, maybe two like actual cigars in my life. Mm-hmm. I've smoked some Triumph Times, maybe mixed with some other stuff that's a little different tastes, but, uh, <laughs> no. know, so, it's, so like the sweet is, is like the tobacco sweet or. Yeah. So they sweeten the tip with okay. a little bit of sugar, but, okay. uh, they infuse the tobacco with their own proprietary blend of herbs and oils and botanicals um if you smell it you wouldn't be turned off i can guarantee you that like, like if you physically smell the actual oh, yeah. cigar yeah, like it, it smells, smells sweet it smells great nice. yeah um it's not overly sweet but uh if you walked past somebody smoking one on their road you'd be oh, it smells pretty good the smoke it? even smells sweet. oh yeah the smoke smells good oh, it smells really nice um it's got a little bit of like a patchouli frankincense smell mm-hmm. to it it's hard to put your finger on one thing yeah and they're uh really acid, uh, it's owned by Drew Estate is very, they don't talk about what they use for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to give away their mixture. Yeah. But you know, I mean, a good cigar is legit, man, because it's just tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. None of the additives, it's not dried out and adding all this extra junk to it. Um, you know, and you, you smoke a shit cigar, tastes like shit. Yeah. Um, a good one. You can definitely tell the difference for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely. Want, I mean, I don't. I don't mind. The, the big. The big thing is, I, I used to work with this guy, and he smoked some kind of. They were, they were actual cigars. They weren't like a, a prime time or something mm-hmm. like that. But they just, they were tiny. They almost reminded me of like a, a what is that Virgin, Virginia sweet, where it's like the the long. Virginia Slim, sorry. Okay. The, the long ass cigarettes. Uh-huh. They were fucking gigantically long. And he would smoke them at work. And I, he'd be on the edge of a pad, like doing, I forget, you know. Right. Like both of us come from more like this, right. right? But he'd be on the edge of the pad and I could smell it. And I'm like, dude, that smells like total dog shit. So yeah. it's like that, that smell of a cigar. And, and it's awesome to hear that like the, the smell can change depending oh, yeah. on how they like dip the leaves or whatever they do. Because, like, that's always been the hurdle that I can't get over. Like, it's just on your clothes. Yeah, you know? so uh, I was a cigarette smoker for many years. I can't stand the smell of them now. Yeah. Um, what most of those guys are smoking is, like, a backwoods, still shit tobacco that's dried out, chopped up. Mm-hmm. It's literally, um, the best way to describe it would be the leftovers on the floor after they're done rolling. Gotcha. And then gotcha. they chop them up and roll it up. So when you get into a premium, and by the way, most cigar connoisseurs don't consider acids. A premium? A premium cigar. Gotcha. Um, because it's infused. It's still probably one of the top selling cigars in the yeah. country. But um, yeah, you get into a better one. They smell better. They taste better. They don't smell offensive or taste offensive. You know, some people just don't like the smell of tobacco. Mm-hmm. You can't change that. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely we'll get get you into one. Yeah, I don't know if we could do it in this building. I'm not sure. I like oh, I haven't yeah. I haven't checked out the uh, like we don't have any fire alarms in here or fire suppression, which may or may not be illegal. But <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I was like I was thinking about that. Like, man, if Aaron brings over cigars, I'm gonna smoke one. But I don't know if I should because it's like oh. it's gonna fucking go into. Oh the yeah, well, we don't want to get yeah. in any trouble. No, <laughs> I would have done it and then got in trouble afterwards, right? <laughs> Beg forgiveness, right? Oh shit, you missed electrical. I'm oh, sorry, missing electrical work. Do I miss it? Like yeah. from like from my heart of hearts? No, right. not no. not a no. Not a I you know in a weird way I actually went up and uh, my wife's got a job. Uh, uh, she does interior design, like I was telling you. And uh-huh. so she's got a job in Forest Lakes right now. And it's a uh, full basement kind of remodel. They're turning it into a whiskey bar, which nice. is super cool. And um, the 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 guy that's doing the construction, he's he's a, a member of their family. So he's kind of like doing it basically at cost to help him out. And so he called me the other day. He's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And he's like, can you come up? And I, I went up. And I'm like, well, yeah. And I was like, you really don't know what you're doing, man. Like, and I, so I walked him through all like step-by-step, step, like holding his hand. Mm-hmm. And then my wife calls me like two days later. She's like, can you just do this for me? Like, can you just go up and just do this? Like, I will pay you. They're willing to pay you. But like, he's like deathly scared and we can't get an electrician. And so it was funny. I went up there and it's a, it's a nothing job. A couple of receptacles, a couple right. of lights, whatever. And maybe some under cabinets and it's all rough in. And so I didn't have anything going on with the real estate at that moment. And I went up there. There's no cell reception. I turn on my phone, start playing some music, and I just I get into the groove, you know? And yeah. I'm like, firing up and do my thing, get done. I'm like, come back home. And she's like, how was it? I was like, actually, it was kind of like therapeutic. Right. It was kind of nice. Yeah. You know, there was no clients bothering me. I was down there by mm-hmm. myself. I was playing music. So there, there's a part of it that I do miss. Like work when I, when I, the last iteration of my company was Wolf Brothers with my brother. Right. And that was probably the funnest because my brother's a, he's 
A, he's a shit show. I love him to death. But also, he's just, he's a firecracker, man. It's like, he will go into a job site. And if if you live in the construction world, like, you know, like, you go in, there's always music blaring. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's like uh, 70s rock, yep. acid rock. It's, yep. You're going to hear some Skinner. You're going to hear some some Credence for sure. Yep. And he's that guy that will go in and, like, anymore, like, you know, you've got the DeWalt or Milwaukee mm-hmm. boom boxes, right? And they're plug-in or they're Bluetooth. He'll go in and disconnect whoever's phone it is and plug his shit in and be like, I'm on the job. We're listening to my music. Right. And I would love it. I'd be like, okay, we're either going to get in a fist fight. We're all going to just start jamming out. And right. So I do miss that aspect of working with him because he just, he just made it fun. Right. It was because whatever you're doing, like you're in the attic, you're in a crawl space, you're, you're drilling hole. It sucks. It's manual labor. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can kind of like spin it on its ear, make it you know, fun and enjoyable. And so like, there's parts of it that I, I do miss. Like I right. miss that, like in a weird way, like you, you kind of get, you start working. You, I mean, you know, like you, you work yeah. with these same contractors, you've seen the same painter, you've seen the same drywall guys. You like, it's almost like camaraderie, right? Well, it builds a great brotherhood. Yeah. And yeah. I actually, you know, when I started out working at nickel selector, cause an apprentice, um, that was up until I left, that was my favorite part is the, I mean, everybody was, uh, you're miserable together, right? <laughs> but you're, it's camaraderie. I mean, you always got a guy that can help you with something at the house. Give him a 12 pack. He's going to come patch a hole for you, right? And yeah. the drywall. He's going to tell you how to fix your roof, how to frame something up better. I mean, it was great. I, I, I say all the time, cause I was at Nichols for, uh, 10 years and I was a superintendent for the last two or three. Um, I started as a 17 year old kid. They watched me grow up. Yeah. Uh, took a chance on me. I owe those guys so much and I can't even put it into words. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of my bosses were at my wedding, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, I wasn't employee number so-and-so I was Aaron. They remembered me as a 17 year old kid up to where I was now. Sure. Sure. And yeah, I mean that it was almost like family. And when I left there and went to BP, uh, <laughs> I didn't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> you know? You're a number and you got to jump through yeah. red tape. We, we have a hundred thousand employees. Who gives a fuck about yeah. you? And, uh, Man, that was a whirlwind, dude. That was, yeah. Cause we, we both, I, so I got hired, uh, in the Farmington branch, yeah. right, right before your class or whatever they want to call it. Or, right. you know, and then you guys all got hired in Durango, which I was like yeah. a little bit jaded about because I had spent. 10 years building my career as a contractor with, working exclusively for BP. With Pyramid, right? With Well, with Pyramid, with Newbie, with okay. Wiltec, yeah. wh- whoever whoever BP told us to go work for, basically. Right. Like, they'll never tell you that. Mm-hmm. But they're basically like, hey, we're ending the contract with X company. You yeah. got to go to this company and we'll bring you on tomorrow. Right. And we didn't have control over it. it we never got a pay, cra- you know, pay increase or mm-hmm. anything. So it's like, we, uh, you know, but I had built that career for like 10 years up mm-hmm. there and then i interview for durango interview for farmington and then i'm doing a huge project for trevor right and i saw trevor the other day uh-huh. it was, it was oh, really good to, yeah it was good to catch up with him but so i'm doing a huge project for trevor there's like i've got 1200 wells to swap over to a control mm-hmm. wave uh you know and, it, and for, for those of you listening it, basically a control wave is a remote telemetry device that just that controls all the peripheral devices on on the well pad right and so um, I'm doing this huge project. I interview for Durango and Farmington. I get a fucking call from Brent Bennett, who's a good guy. Right. He's like, hey, 
you got the job in Farmington. I was like, okay, well, I interviewed for Durango too. So I'm going to wait. And he's like, no, 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 this is your offer. Like you, <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah. It, like, like it, regardless of whether you think you're going to get the, like right. I, they, we need you in Farmington. And I'm like, fuck man. Like, I don't want to go to Farmington. What the hell? You know? And so I walk in and I talk to Trevor and I'm like, Hey, what's, what's going on? I just got an offer from Brent. I, I got a, basically was told I got to accept it. And so he's like, let me make some calls. And so I'm like, all right, he's, he's going to bat for me. He's going to, he's going to figure this out. I'm coming back to Durango. It's going to be, I'm finally going to be a company man after 10 years. And, uh, he, uh, he pulls me into his office two or three days later. Right. I'm still doing this project. Cause I haven't, you know, the hiring process for BP is like six months long. Ridiculous, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, so he's like, so you do got to work in Farmington. I'm like, what? He's like, but you're going to finish my project first. So I, I was hired in Farmington. Uh-huh. On Farmington's payroll, but I worked in Durango for the first six months of my employment. Oh, okay. And went, what the fuck? Oh my God. What the? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at this motherfucker, dude. <laughs> guy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Ryan, Ryan America. Silky, fucking didn't Ryan even... Silky Johnson. Oh, no large pizza that goes you, you do realize you're blocking all the cameras is there a rubber dick in there <laughs> there's oh, not a pizza how about some small sauces <laughs> there's not even actual pizza in it no, no, not oh too. jesus oh stop bitches you couldn't get me a chair there's a third chair right there behind the screen what are you are you, are you sitting in I'm going to have a beer. All right okay. come all right. on over don't block that camera and don't Which hit that camera, camera. the yeah. one right behind you you. Don't fucking block that. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Johnson just broke into this session. Uh, I guess we'll go back to the scheduled Ooh. the scheduled show here momentarily. Yep. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Livery uh, Johnston's in the building. You want I, some whiskey? Can I stand? No. Um, you're not on camera. But I mean, yeah, not at all. No. I mean, it's focused on Aaron. Like you could sit in Aaron's lap and, you know, but, be there. Well, how do we ear face? How do we ear face? What does that mean? Like the camera. That oh, one. both you guys. Eh, I'll be on the other side. Like you've been on the show twice. You know how the oh, camera angle. Cameras. I have two. <laughs> they are two cameras. You are correct, sir. Fuck. <laughs> here, just come here. I'll scoot over. All right. You can no scooch. Scooch on in here. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about our employment at BP. Okay. Uh, Aaron, I'm sorry. Uh, we both right. share this friend that's also equally an Here's asshole. My small sausage. There's Small sausage. even in there. Do you want some whiskey? You're doing white claws. Yeah, I got to go home and finish cooking. I promised I'd be home by 7.30. What time is it? 7.05. You'll be late. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Well, cheers, boys. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, are you, what are you doing? Nice and wannabe Neff glasses, by the way. Oh my God. You're are those sexy. from? Those are from fucking yeah. Minimark, aren't they? Those are off the rack at Minimark. <laughs> no. The yes, they are. This is where I got Ryan. these given to me by a good buddy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You just scream America, man. That is <laughs> the greatest are, costume. Yeah, I talked about you in the last episode, yeah. but I didn't We talked about you today, too. I didn't oh, say, hey. I didn't say Ryan. You know, I said, we got to do a, a separate cheers. Reunition of the Two Shitheads podcast. What is that podcast? That cocksucker that uh, was like, oh, Two Shitheads podcast after the last time we did it. Mm. You're supposed to cheers me when you take it. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Three shitheads in here. Now. Yeah. Here All right, so BP. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah. So at one point in my life, I did work for BP. So did Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I um, contracted. You contracted to BP. Who do you work with, Ryan? 
What's your no, no, when, let's keep when you're not? You. I'm not getting in trouble. <laughs> there's, a, or there's no focus. Came down from there's no fo- <laughs> there's no focus here. Uh, when you do your real job and you're not just straight American and no, Mer- we're not talking Americaning about out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting in trouble for talking about that one entity that I work with. Mm. Gotcha. Yes, umbrella. Uh, no, fuck that. So we this. just we cracked open the Bowmans. I was telling Aaron, you're the you're the uh, you you talked me into my my last sabbatical from drinking. You were like, let's just let's just. It we? was two beers. Well, and a and a glass of whiskey. But I, what I was saying is that it's not so bad. Oh yeah, no. You would think it's oh the last it's last gonna, one got you. Okay, I thought, yeah. yeah. When have you ever, when have we ever Shut had to pay attention to your guests? Well, I would love to get into this interview, but somebody fucking rolled in here with one of you. I was just trying to look like porn star. I was looking for the other film studio. My bad. That's next door. It gets weird, but it's usually after hours. It's nine, nine thirty plus. Yeah, so. I thought you rented this thing out, you know, to cover the rent, you know, during the day podcast, during the night. That's, film on, entertainment. that's only fans. And that costs money, okay? Big so toe, big toes. Six, if, you, nine, six, if you guys want in, DM, DM, DM me, and DM I'll get you. I'll get you a link. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Are right. you wearing boots too? Oh yeah. Did oh, I see yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit! Look, I wore the alligator. Show the camera. Show oh the camera. God, you can't focus on you, but punch my toe. Oh, those are still toe. Yeah, those are still toe. Alligator skin, stockings. Oh my god! There's soccer socks. First of all, (laughs) (laughs) they're athletic at least. Jesus. Oh, there you go. Okay, we're good. Yeah, you can lean in. Come on. Now we're good. So yeah, so I worked my first six months in Durango, and then went down to Farmington after I was done with this project up here. Like that's a good bit of time to work for a company. You're getting ingrained and like just drinking the green fucking BP juice. And it's all Durango, which is I'll a total different, <laughs> total different demographic than uh, than Farmington. So oh, then, yeah. after all that, yeah. I go down there, and I'm kind of like licking my wounds still. Like I'm, I thought it was a Durango employee, you know. And I'm, I'm I'm up there with the guys I've been working with for ten years. Right. Go to Farmington, and I I roll into the meeting. I'm like, go in. I couldn't find our maintenance office because it was the size of this fucking room. Right. right? Our maintenance office. And there's more wells down there in Farmington than there are up in Durango, but it is Farmington. So I go in and I'm like, with the the admin secretary. I don't know if you can say that anymore. I'm not sure if you're legally okay. So I go in with the with the young lady that sits at the front desk and is apparently an administrative assistant. She takes me into the room and like does the knock, like, "Hey, this is Kyle." And like I had only seen Brent once in my life at the interview, and I'm like. Hey, Brent. And like all the other guys are like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is going to I've be known good. you since I was in seventh grade and I still look at you and say that. Well, yeah. But the welcome is great. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't as bad for us when we got hired, but when we started as, uh, you know, peons. peons basically as, you know, secondary employees, we were despised because we didn't come up in the oil field rank you know we all came from commercial oh me yeah. and i brought stormy <laughs> and clint came along and oh yeah the looks we got were just wait you mean once once you were already a bp employee like no before before oh we, yeah yeah, we yeah, were, yeah. You when know, you're contractor we were that's contracted. the worst anybody hey, hey i'm gonna say this right now and i still have so many friends right you guys all know who you are if i bump into you at the gas station i love you i still give you hugs 
but no, all of you are guilty right. of being total assholes when you got a contractor under you because you're a company man. The thing of it is, is that contractor is making more money than you are. So shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> like, well, and then, you know, everybody wanted that embedded position. Yeah. And who the fuck are these guys coming in and getting it? Oh yeah. And then, you know, once we were batched, it wasn't so bad because we already knew everybody, right? They brought me, Stormy, and Tom Harrison all in at the same time. We were old Nichols guys at one point. So, yeah, it was, you know, it was fun while it lasted, but, you know. How long did you stay there? I was there for five. I was there for five years of badged and two years as a contractor. So, oh, okay. Can I ask a question? What's the topic? I mean, we're not like, this isn't a game. We're just having a real conversation yeah. like a human okay. being. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, you know how you and I come on here and we play games? I don't like it. That's Those are filler episodes. This is a real episode. <laughs> That's why I'm here, to be part of a real episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, questions. ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Silky Johnston. Silky. <laughs> I love you, dude. Just saying. I was trying to chime in instead of just staring passionately. We we were talking about this because we were getting our conversation going. Uh, yeah. It started out with cigars and how you smoke um, infused. What? You infused? Cigars in here? No, 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 no. I should have brought them. He he said he didn't know if I was going to bring them. I said, shit, if I would have known you were interested, I would have brought them. He likes anything long and cylindrical. But you were, we were talking about how you smoke the uh, acids. Acids? Infused ones or whatever? Oh, I was like, don't get me. Yeah, and then how I gave you a premium last time, Mm. and how proud of you I was because when you started with me, you were just a fledgling little silky that didn't know anything about cigars. There was one night where we decided to do whiskey and cigars in the same night. All right, so I got a a little green. Yeah, I I got so you. I got a little green and said, "Hey, you can't mix. Hold on, you can't mix cigars and and alcohol. Be able to fucking handle your cigar. Uh, I can handle my whiskey, but." Yeah, Not at that time. Yeah, time both together would be a little rough. Yeah, yeah unless you're seasoned. So yeah. sorry. Here's the deal. So I know nothing about cigars. I said this earlier, but so do you actually inhale the smoke, or do you just kind of let it like sort of palate? Like you're almost supposed like, to palate it, but uh, depending on the day you've had, yeah, <laughs> you might take a rip. Oh fuck, man. Okay. So yeah. back in the day, yes, when Aaron gave me my first cigar, it was. Well, oh, God, it tastes like I'm burning sagebrush. <laughs> right, and now I was like. Hey, I'll take another whiskey. All right, yeah. cool. Yep. All right, hey, Nuggets won. By the way, Nuggets won. The Nuggets did Beautiful. win. Fuck you if you like the other team. So who, I don't, who was the other team? It was the Heat, but I don't know if I have any listeners from Miami. I don't think I do. I've looked, at the, I've looked at the analytics before. I don't think so. So you should have given it a pause. <laughs> I don't know if I have any listeners from, from Miami. Miami. There we go. We got it. We landed it together. We uh, hit the post. Good we job. Did. We could be DJs. Uh <laughs> So, so you're not, you just, so that, oh, so that leads me to, so if you just palate it and you don't inhale it, then how does it mess with your whiskey uh, combination? You still absorb that nicotine. You get it. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, but it fucks up your taste buds too. You get yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I don't know. It's just a different taste. It's, it takes time to. A man here is a cigar connoisseur. Well, that's why well, I was asking. not even I, I almost thought, cause I was like, uh, you know what? I was I'll like, you I'll, up against anybody I know. Well, I mean, and I only know like four people. We're in today, fucking so. Bayfield, like it's not like a big pool. To okay, choose well, from, hey, but. you know what? <laughs> Detroit City cigar connoisseurs, come and fight us. <laughs> if I said it, I'm far from a cigar connoisseur, but I know what I like, and yeah. um, we could credit Jay Eichelberry with getting me into this shit. Yeah, 
Because it's another BP employee, another former BP That's, guy. Yeah. At a certain point in time, I believe that he's left and making much more money and has a better life and has to live in Texas. Well, but that he's with sucks. BP again. Oh, again? Yeah, sorry, yeah, Jay. Yeah. Sorry, I love he's you. down in New Braunfels. Oh, back I was. With him. I was too. It was horrible. Yeah, it was Texas. What'd you think, man? I was never down there. No, while I was in Texas, did you hate it? I just stared up at the moon and was wondering <laughs> if you were staring at the same moon as me. I was, and we were looking at the same stars. Because we will always know that we're in the same you world together. Kyle. Hey. Like <laughs> hey, Kyle. What do you think that one looks like? That looks like <laughs> an elephant, <laughs> Ryan. That looks what like an elephant, Ryan. I was just trying to make it slightly <laughs> uncomfortable. Hey, so when is it okay to watch South Park with your kids? What age? Oh, I would say a solid 11. 11? Yeah. No. No. What the fuck? When Older? did you? Okay, hold on. Hold up. When do did you want to know how many episodes of South Park I've seen? In my life? Well, don't disappoint me. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Less How many? Five. Oh. What? It's like Beavis and Butthead. Everybody no. a little bit. Well, okay. So your age, everybody loved. I was going to say a little bit. You're two years older than us. Right. Everybody loved Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> you didn't like Beavis and Butthead? No. It's, <laughs> can I say the Is this like a well, kissing episode? They yeah, fucked dude. it up. We can... Fucking retarded no. No. you're right they fucked it up with the stupid music videos too the fucking hair bands and it was just garbage i loved beavis butthead i, I shouldn't let you, you but beavis did you like the, did you really like the music video I, so i liked it because it was the one thing that like my dad and i watched together oh okay you know gotcha. so it was like oh sense. i can i can watch this vulgar shit because he's yeah. here and he's yeah. okay with it it's like and so i think that kind of hold on i got a i got a real quick sidebar question so what did you? You have a sidebar. What was your? What was your? Hold on. What was your your go to? Simpsons. Did you have a go to? We didn't have TV till I was like fourteen. Okay, you're out of this question, uh, dude. You're yeah, Nickelodeon. Uh, okay, when we got Directv, dude, the old school. When we first, got, sorry. No, you're good. You're I'm good. loud though. You should. Like, I got. Me. I got you. I got you. Do you remember Directv? And it would pop up. It was black and white, and you scrolled down, and it was all black and white. You'd click on the channel. Ooh, pardon me. You would click on the program and it would give a little description of it. There was none yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. There was none of this fucking give a, a preview. I almost said prequel. Preview, all that crap. Just like you're like, oh, that sounds funny. Click. Like, yeah. No. Nickelodeon and that maybe mentally set me back because it was probably geared towards eight, nine years old. Rugrats. And you're watching this as a 16 year old? Rugrats. <laughs> yeah. Hey Arnold. Hold on. Hold on. Hey Arnold. Were you, you were watching this? I was 14. This is, okay. All right. It's close enough to <laughs> 13, 14. I get it. So you were driving watching Hey Arnold, right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Carl, are you trying to accuse me of having a 1986 <laughs> GMC with a flip down six inch LCD display? And driving, watching hay. No, what I'm accusing of is uh, not wrapping that around a truck and hitting a deer. I didn't and getting it. it. Which I had this argument with my dad. Who? What? With who? Your dad? Yeah. He's lying. He was on the same case lying for you. I mean, we're 10 years removed. Hey, dad. Insurance. No. Stat the statue. 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 No, statue. Statue. No, statue. It's holding up a sign that says no. limitations. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, you're good. You're way past it. But what Dude, I want to talk about. I barely about, hit. Tyler Gardner, if you watch this shit, you were in the truck with me. I barely hit the tree. It cost a dent this big. Yeah. My grandpa took it into the insurance agency and, and said what he did hit he, a deer. What did he do? What did he he said, do? I hit a deer. The insurance adjuster was like, that's the weirdest deer <laughs> dent that I've ever seen. <clears throat> but luckily, I had 
killed like a squirrel or something. There was literally blood <laughs> fur. and fur on my bumper. And my grandpa like thought on his feet and was like, well, there's the blood and fur. And he's like, okay. So from then on, I said, I hit a deer yeah. and it was building a nest. You held with that story for a while. I knew the truth. I still I, with that story. I, I knew the truth. I knew the absolute truth, Brian. And I wanted you to come on this podcast and just tell that truth. Does that make you feel better? Fuck your truth. Does it make you? my beer? <laughs> Uh, Fuck your shit. truth. <laughs> okay, so anyways, so that could back, be the next back to back rage to be, against, no 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 what that could be the next Rage Against Machine song. Fuck your truth, dude. They're done. It's it's no longer Rage Against the Machine. Continue it's Rage for the Machine. It's it's Rage for the Machine. Right? Rage for the Machine. Yeah, what it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is anymore. Um. So anyways, you watched Sanford and Sons. No, nope. a sixteen year old. No, nope. didn't get that either until. My in-laws came, and their daughter said, is this a junkyard? <coughs> and my dad was like, yeah, it's like Sanford and Son. I'm like, well, that's hurtful, little girl. And <laughs> dad, what the fuck is Sanford and Son? So we decided to start to clean the property. And now we're building a bar. Well, the bar's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. The bar's going to be super sick, actually. That's going to be pretty. We should film a... Uh, remote location podcast, and we can have a bunch of drunk dumbasses and cigars and cigars. Ooh. Yes, where you won't get in trouble for fire. Pit. Yeah, no, there's no smoking in my bar. Sorry, fuckers. Mm, Bullshit. Sorry. All right, so going going back to it, do the cigar thing because I don't know shit about it. Talk to him. Uh, well, I know, but I'm I I don't know anything about it. He does clearly. Do you like the taste of a re- the what what is it like a primo the, or a well, so like the one you had last week? Uh, you would not like that if you first started smoking a cigar because they are more intense. And so the reason I like the acid that, A, the first cigar I ever bought was the same thing he had a box full of. And he's like, oh, fuck, Ryan's coming over. Chuck me one. They're not cheap, but they're not expensive by any means. And they're flavored. So the one I got was like a vanilla ish flavor that's the night that's this it's one of those acids and they're infused they're cold infused and and you like that more oh hell yeah it's got a little bit of taste to it but the problem with that is well here i'll let's see you can tell me if i'm right or wrong how much i've learned on this so all these companies or companies countries that make cigars they have their old school 70 year old dudes that have been making cigars for years and there are two layers of a cigar i want to say three yeah there's uh, three because you got the wrapper yeah. so three all right so you got your inner tobacco which burns it has no flavor it actually tastes like shit but mm, this is just me passing the test with my kimosabi over there it burns <laughs> slow and what that does is it ignites all the flavorful tobacco around it right so if they don't wrap it correctly uh burns hot on one side. So if you smoke a cigar and it's well done, it'll burn nice and evenly. Even, even as shit. You don't ever have to grab but it's your supposed lighter. To, it's supposed to burn out, right? If it like if, if yeah. me and you were talking, it's supposed to burn out and stop mm-hmm. and then you restrike it and no. Yes, yeah, well, or if you tap depending it depending on how long it's been sitting there. Right. You, yeah. I mean So the last time so we watched the Nuggies win what game game 4, right? 4. Four yeah. yeah. And then Aaron strikes up this same cigar he gave me and takes a couple puffs, sets it down and then leaves it for a while. I'm like, "Dude, you're fucking wasting it." 
But then I realized, like, oh, well, it's not burning that much. So, and it burned nice and even. So, anyways, going back to what we're saying, they have these companies that have, you lay it out, and boom, you've got your, basically your temperature regulator, then you got your flavorful tobacco, and then you get your wrapper. Well, they got to train new guys and shit like that. So, you get a company that makes a really good cigar. They get bought out by the older guys, mm-hmm. the the bigger companies and everything like that. And then you relegate your shitty guys to it. So Acid makes a decent cigar, but he bought one or got one out of the box and we were sitting there and the fucker had like a heat thing that went over and damn near touched the skin and you couldn't relight it. What do you mean? What? what, 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 what? It was, so it's called uh, canoeing. They fuck it up when they roll it. And uh, so you know about docking. This is called canoeing. <laughs> super, <laughs> super familiar with docking. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Um, but no. So what Ryan was saying is, uh, yeah, you've got your filler, your binder, and your wrapper, right? Okay. So the fillers, there's three different leaves in the filler. One's a lajero. That's what burns hotter. Um, there's two others. I can't remember the names because I'm not. Guadalupe and Ignacio. Sanchez. And uh, <laughs> then you got a binder which is a rough looking leaf and that binds it all together. And then you put your beautiful wrapper on the outside. And, uh, what he's talking about for the, uh, people that roll them. So back when Castro took over Cuba, <laughs> all these guys, these families left and went to Nicaragua, <laughs> went to, uh, Honduras, went to, uh, there's Dominican, couple Dominican places, but uh, mostly That's Central America Republic. and uh, Nicaragua, Honduras are the big ones, and they will. Um, they took their seeds with them. There's this idea that Cubans are the best cigar. It's not necessarily true because in Cuba, yeah, the soil might be different, but. Uh, because it's communism, you may be a badass roller. You're still Allegedly paid communism. Allegedly. Like a shitty roller, right? Gotcha. So a lot of these guys went to Nicaragua and stuff. Uh, Where you can make more money. Make more money. And so basically when you buy a premium cigar, you've got a better roller than an acid, right? So when you're paying with that premium cigar, it's going to burn cleaner and smoother you're not going to have problems with it. You get these cheaper ones. They burn uneven. Shit, some of them are rolled so tight you can't even smoke through them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are so loose you can't even keep it lit. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's why we sit by the campfire and, oh, shit, it went out. We grab the hot dog tongs and hold it in the campfire. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's what old you, deck wood. What are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever thought that I would refer to hot dog tongs as but here I am, 37 years old, holding a cigar in the fire like a roach clip. <laughs> he did do it, yeah. That happens. That happens to the best of us, Ryan. So, anyways, long long story short, ladies and gentlemen, cigars suck. No, they're no, they're great. Are they good? They're, they're good. Chill and play poker. I'm just, I'm just never, We're having a poker night, dude. So, if you don't have yeah. to inhale it, like, I'm all about it. Because, like, I, I do the Zens. Like, I, I'm... And I will spit this one out here in mm-hmm. three minutes and immediately put another one in because right. I like the constant mm-hmm. nicotine. Yeah. It's, and it's not it's not a buzz. It's just right. it's just okay. I'm flat, I can give I'm you the equivalent of that. 
Okay, so take a did that, did, Hey, did that... Uh, hold on. Real quick, though, from a reference point. Did that Zen you took the other day from me, did that make you feel buzzed? Yes, but what I did, because I don't have a lot of nicotine at all, ever. Yeah. So what I did was pop it in, wait about a minute, pop it out, put it on my beer can. Oh, okay. Wait about three minutes, pop it back, and that's why I was like... But you felt it? Minutes. You felt oh, it? Yeah, duh. It's going to fucking... It's on your gums. Well, I just, I'm, I'm asking why from a cigar... I'm asking because yeah. I, I don't know. It's, like, I don't, it's I don't definitely do, more intense. I don't do cigars. But yeah. here, so you like, want the cigar to zen ratio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want a constant, steady nicotine buzz? Take a premium. Yep. Fire it up and go. <sighs> inhale all of it. And wait. Wait. Hold it. That hold it. Like hold it. No, 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 no. You got to look at me. Look, look at me. I'm the captain. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> the captain of this ship, okay. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Then, after a good four or five minutes of holding your breath yeah. with that cigar in your lungs, you can slowly let it out. Did you just say four or five minutes? I sure did. Four or okay, five seconds. Right. So, no, I meant minutes. Okay. And then immediately blow it out. Take a drink of water. Take a drink of whiskey. High class whiskey. Pop a zen in this side, a zen in this side, a zen in this side. <laughs> You'll be throwing <laughs> up side. in no time, man. And then. <laughs> Not going to sleep at all. Here, Here's your here, weight here, loss strategy. Here, here I am trying to get a realistic approach. To That's health. why I made eye contact. Yes, you I did. said I am the captain yeah. now. You, you looked like you were being serious. But then it was like, go fuck yourself. Get out of the studio. I right am now. the acid of the podcast world. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it might be <laughs> the acid. There may be something real and intelligible out of it. And there may be something where I'm just like, I'm a fucking cow. I'm a fucking cow. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyways, so luckily we're eating dinner across the street at Tequila, so I don't have to drive home. So you're what? Don't say that publicly, dude. You're wearing that? Oh, in it, Durango. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're eating in Durango. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh but you're you're not wearing that. Fuck yeah, I am. Look at me, <laughs> dude. He <laughs> he came to impress. He came to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In I, didn't, I didn't quite impress. <laughs> now you're you're impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want you boys sitting here not knowing what to talk about. Love you guys. So <laughs> I thought I'd swing by and offer my sausage, whether large or small. I love how, did they actually give you a box or you have to pay yeah, for that box? Yeah, I went into this unnamed pizza place. Piccadilly. How? <laughs> no. Is it where you got your glasses from? Is it Minimark? Dude, I literally was given these glasses for having my badass tattoo. At Minimark? No, fucker. Coors <laughs> Distribution Center in North Rock, Illinois. I mean, we're not that famous. I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm unless... not worried about that. Yeah, I just don't want to get in my buddies in trouble. Oh, yeah, your yeah, buddies. Yeah, 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 buddies. Yeah. I don't have any friends in so that's yeah. why I'm here. Mm, okay. So, anyways, you got free shit because you got what kind of tattoo did you get, Ryan? Have you seen it, Aaron? It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous tattoo. <laughs> I don't know if the cameras can focus on it, but I think it's worthy of maybe showing. At least showing in the episode. Put get that leg up there. Put that leg up there, dude, like your little stripper. Come on. How strong is this table? Oh, it's strong, dude. It's teak. I've stood on it. You're less, you like, we weigh less than me. You're like, what, 160? Yeah, I'm about 180. I meant kilograms. I don't know what that means. I don't know the equation. You look great. (laughs) (laughs) If you could get up here, lady. Oh, woo. Let's go. Do you have any, like, iPod music? Like, maybe, like, sound? I can't change it right this second. I wish I could. I got a phone. I got a phone. I don't know. <laughs> you can see that. <laughs> can they see? There it is. There it is. Yep. Oh, Beautiful. We're zooming in on that, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Woo! 
Welcome, America. God damn. Got a cooler out of that? Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you can't choose your fucking friends. And that, children, my that probably really Aaron, I think, is what this episode is about. Sometimes they choose Sometimes you. you just have to invite them over. You didn't invite me. I showed up. Well, I mean, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? Bye. Style, Nino. All right. I got about a gulp left, and then I got to get home and eat tacos. Right. Are you going home or are you going to tequilas? Like you said going gonna... I made up the tequilas thing. Oh, oh thank you for just ratting out where my studio is. This. I said it was in Durango, you dumbass. I didn't tell everyone we in Colorado. Everybody knows you. that we live in Bayfield. Every single person listens to this podcast. Okay, everyone. well, A, it's a bitch to find this place. Yeah, oh, it is. True that. Yeah, yeah it is. A fucking bit. I was knocking on a fucking door back behind <laughs> yeah. that had a cat fucking cut out. It would I was have been like, better if you said I was not knocking not a, on a, him. Not a cat door, like a the 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 silhouette, silhouette of, a of a cat. Did they leave <laughs> no, a floppy no. door and then drill out where that large yeah. butthole of a cat would be? And then they had insulation board like foam over the fucking windows. I'm like, could this be his? I guess if he's trying yeah. to keep it dark in there, it could. And then I called your phone and your fiance answered and sent me Ryan motherfucking wolf. No, Kyle. Kyle. Mata fucking wolf. Mata. 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 Kyle Mata fucking. I could have swore it said Ryan. Okay. No. All right. Yes. That would be. Kyle Mata fucking wolf. Should we talk to Michelle? We should talk to each other Mm. because I did know about Ryan. No. That's weird. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, get out of the studio. Go. Go home. Well, I, I know. Oh, you're drinking your black Drive safe. Ugh. Yeah, we were just talking about that. <laughs> a lot more carbonation in there than usual. <laughs> it was also a lot more full than I thought. Oh, shit. thought I could just do the walk off and be like, bitch, what's that? Ah. No, just choked on carbonated oh. acid. God, I love you. Hey, you want to help tomorrow? I got to uh, borrow a trailer, by the way, on a serious note. Help with what? Uh, well, you don't have to help. I got, actually got help, but I need to borrow your trailer and your appliance dolly. Borrow my double wide while you're at it. What's up, bro? Can I use that fifth wheel on 4th of July weekend? You have a fifth wheel, right? Damn it. But you can borrow whatever you need. Kyle Walter, I need your hey, fifth wheel. Hey, let me borrow this. All right. Aaron? Cheers, brother. Cheers, Love buddy. you. Sorry for crashing the podcast. I thought you guys would just sit here and be circle jerking. So we were getting, yeah, I mean, we were close, we were close to that. We we're yeah. getting super deep with life. Yeah, but thank you, appreciate <laughs> it. Tell me super deep when I offered to bring the extra large sausage. <laughs> Did you get the fuck out of here? Bye. Guys. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, get the fuck out of the studio. Go, 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 go. Bye. Don't ruin my door. Drive safe, bud. No, you don't have to do... Just close the real door. Close the action... Right, close the... He's a fucking dickhead. Look, what is he doing? Doesn't have to... Oh, I hate him. I love him, but I hate him. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Guys, yeah. Aaron and I both share this friend. His name is Ryan. He's the best and the worst. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah, great. He's a character, too. Great's a long shot, though, right there, Aaron. <laughs> I don't know. What's I it? <laughs> Get out of here. Go. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can get back into the... <laughs> yeah, so anyways, 
that shit was crazy with with BP and it, and yeah. like hearing you say that it it is real. Like I mean that that whole like you know uh, company man BP employee vibe they make you feel like dog shit and it mm-hmm. it's almost like a a rite of passage as mm-hmm. a contractor, right? And that's what they promise you. Like if you work, you, you hear it. You, they don't right. tell you that, but if you hear it, you know, you hear it from the, Oh, you, you're doing good, dude. You're doing good. If you get, if you get enough things done or you sacrifice whatever and, you know, destroy your family life, you're going right. to get a fucking place at BP. I'm like, you know, I've quit that fucking company twice. Well, Fuck and there was so much, well, you can call it as cocksucking trying to get ahead. Oh. Guys that are fucking idiots, kissing ass, and it actually works for them though. And a good Sparky or a good employee isn't going to get anywhere if you're not kissing ass. Yeah, yep. I mean, we were very fortunate that uh, Martin was a great guy, you know, and he went to bat for us and got us in there. And Trevor went with it. Otherwise, shit, who knows what would have happened, you know? And you know, and then. You left before Black Monday, didn't you? Man, I was, it was a weird deal. So I, I went to, uh, like, I, like I said, I was down in Farmington. I uh, got a text message from a friend that was working for Pyramid in uh-huh. Aztec. And it kind of just really ramped up. And it was like, I was approached with, out of nowhere, you know, we had subcontractors that were working for Pyramid. It was like, hey, do you want to be an area manager? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? What does that entail? You know, so I went in and actually talked to Robert Dustin, who used to be an mm-hmm. ex-BP employee. Right. And it, it all just worked itself out. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to do this, man. I'm really not digging BP Farmington. And mm-hmm. it's not my thing. It's it's a different group. It's a different crowd. And, like, I was, I was kind of just ready. Like, I mean, I, I've never been good at, like, taking answers from mm. other people, like being, being like directly told what to do. I'm horrific at that. And so I'm like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll do this. And so I, I jumped into that. And so I was, I was the first time. So worked directly as a contractor, which was really weird for BP for 10 years. Right. I got hired by BP and I quit them in 11 months. <laughs> and so I walk in. So this is, this is hilarious. I tell this, so I walk in to Brent Bennett's office and I'm like, hey, Brent, I got to talk to you. And he's like, yeah, what's going on? You know, and he talk like this, you can barely hear. Yeah. And he was, he had this weird, this was, this is the BP twist, right? Brent would never raise his voice because it was always mental games, always mental games with that guy. He would make you get closer to him or like not hear him, but he would always just talk on one monotone level yep. like this. And you couldn't hear what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> And it bothered me so bad. And I walked in and was like, hey, Brent, I got to talk to you. How you doing? I was like, you know what? I've been offered a position and I think I'm going to take it. It's really good money, really good benefits. It's good for me and my family. I appreciate everything you've done here at BP, but I'm letting you know this is my two weeks. And he looks at me and it's just like, he already had a stone face. Every time you right. talked to him, there was no smile. I don't know if the guy ever has any joy in life, right? Yeah. He, he looks at me and he's just like, uh, never had anybody quit me. I don't really know what to do with this. Not sure what I should do. And I'm like, well, welcome to the fucking club. And I walked out of his office. It's my exact words. Welcome right. to the fucking club. Walked out of the office. And, uh, you know, ended up taking me to Red Lobster. I worked my two weeks and it was kind of one of those things. Transitioned into to Pyramid, which is 
for me at the time, it was good. Goodwill. You know, and I, I kind of learned how to manage people, how to manage companies, what the fuck a P&L was, what a balance sheet looked like. Right. And, you know, because you look at that from your your asset, your local mm-hmm. area. And it, you know, it it, it made sense for uh, for me at the time. But, yeah, I don't know, man. BP was, uh, it was a weird world, dude. It was. It's such a weird place. I mean, yeah. you know, when I got offered my severance package, which I'd never lost a job before, right? And it turned out probably be the best thing that ever happened because it put me in an uncomfortable position. Then I ended up with what I have now. And, you know, I'm thankful for my time there. I mean, I think it was probably eight years total, but I don't think I'd go back to oil and gas. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I like doing, you know, it gets so monotonous, right? You're going to the same pump jacks, your case, RTUs, right? PLCs. And mine was SAM controllers and VFDs and just continually, they're all the fucking same. And I need little something else in life, you know? I got to have something different. I didn't even get sick of it doing commercial work, you know, where I'm stuck in Farmington at San Juan Regional for two years, you mm-hmm. know? Sick and tired of that shit. With the, at least with what I have now, I travel all over the Southwest, and God knows what in the hell I'm going to run into. Wait, so wait, wait, like, real quick, just for, for the audience, what what do you, what are you doing now? So I'm an electrician for the Department of Transportation. So CDOT yep. in Colorado, nice. Yep. And so I do the traffic signals. I take care of the barns, um, street lights. Um, I run from uh, Ridgeway to. New Mexico and Utah to Wolf Creek, top of Wolf Creek. So, I mean, I get to see car accidents. I get to see drunk drivers and the shit that they pull off. Um, usually when I get a call at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, actually it's usually around two or three, it's to Toyok and somebody hit a light pole. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that's just, it's the way it goes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, we all hate getting up late at night, but, you know, they take care of us good enough and uh, roll are you, there. So are you guys on, on call for the most yeah, part? Or yeah. like what's your what's your what's your shift, I guess I should ask? So we work four tens and then uh, okay. we take a two-week on-call shift, which mm-hmm. is 24-7. And uh, we'll do two weeks on and then a month off. So, yeah. It's pretty – that's kind of an intense shift though. I mean, like is it – yeah, it kind of sucks sometimes, <laughs> especially in the winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say, there's yeah. Probably a, I yeah. mean, thankfully we don't plow. Yeah. But, man, your heart fucking sinks when your phone rings at 3 o'clock in the morning and some Toyok, Pagosa, Durango, something's getting knocked over and it's just like, fuck. Like there's nights I've gone out. So I got called out one night to Ridgeway. Passes are closed. I was able to get an escort up over the passes with one of the plow drivers, and I just followed him, get to Silverton, meet up with another one, follow him, top of Red Mountain, get on with the array crew, and they follow them down to Ridgeway. And, you know, it's fun. Like, I drive the roads on the shittiest conditions imaginable when – 
you know, I get so pissed off when people post these pictures of Red Mountain and they fucking elongated the picture to make it look like it's way more intense than it is. And yeah. Well, this is how Coloradoans learn to drive. It's yeah. like, motherfucker, no, it's not. You know yeah. what I mean? And secondly, <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as you're trying to make it look. It's only bad if you're a fucking idiot yeah. and you drive too close to the line. But uh, I've had uh, had a uh, iceberg probably about the size of a like a Dodge Neon come off on uh, the Ruby Walls, which is that part of Red Mountain where it's cliff one side and cliff on the other. Didn't even see it happen because I couldn't see up that high, but right in front of my truck, probably 15 feet, thing hit the ground and just exploded. Big, massive chunk of ice. Mm. And uh, I mean, if I would have been going three miles an hour faster, yeah. <laughs> it probably would have crushed the cab, you <laughs> sure. know. But, uh, Dude, I, I have driven that pass a thousand times, driven Wolf Creek. I... I cannot enjoy that pass. It is, I am always, doesn't matter what the weather is, rain, summer, dry, winter. Um, I fucking hate that pass. And I don't know why. It's just a, you know, it's, it's, it's a necessity to like, I mean, you, you cut two or three hours out of your time, right. you know, but it's, it is, dude. Well, it's a weird, it's a weird pass, man. And it's, it's cool. It's beautiful. Right. I mean, it's like one of those ones, like you need to drive over it, right. but if you want to see it, be in the fucking passenger seat, don't right. drive it, you know? And it's right. like, it's, oh yeah. I say it all the time. It's not the passes that's bad. It's the other drivers, right? Yeah. And, uh, for my money, and this surprises a lot of people, Colbank's worst because there's a lot of curves and you hit these little straightaways where you think you're done with it. And then you end up with these curves again. And in the bad weather, that one's the worst to me. Oh, yeah. Mollus, Mollus is nothing. Wolf Creek isn't bad at all. I mean, Wolf Creek, the problems on Wolf Creek are because it looks like a fucking freeway. Yeah. It's like five <laughs> lanes long. Yeah. And these fucking semis think that they can just haul ass down sure. it. Sure, you know? yeah. Red Mountain puts everybody in check. Yeah. So usually, aside from the Texans... The Arizonans, the Californians driving it, it's usually not too bad. Yeah. And especially in the bad weather, it's me and the postal service guy. Yeah. Nobody's driving. That's I'll, coming I go Lizardhead, man. I go through Telluride. Yeah. Like if it's bad news, Bears, <laughs> fuck that shit. I'm no, right. not doing it, you know? So yeah, that's wild, man. So you guys are, so, so what is, what is the shift again on your, for your on-call? It's two weeks and it's 24 <sighs> seven. Dude, so. that is that's brutal. It's a, it's a little tough, you know, yeah. but you get used to it. I mean, and sometimes it's crickets. You don't get a phone call for two weeks and there's, I've had times where I'm out on calls and I'm getting other calls. Oh, it's geez. just nonstop. I mean, there's days where I, I'm getting called out at one, two in the morning. I finish one thing. I'm just about home and I get a call about something else. Drive two counties away to take care of that. By the time I'm done, it's. Four o'clock, four thirty. I drive back to Durango and sit in front of Durango Diner until they open at five thirty, and eat breakfast and roll into the office at six and just start drinking coffee. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because it's gonna be a long day. Ahead, it's gonna you know? be a huge day. Yeah. Oh Jesus, man, that's brutal, man. So, um, God, yeah, I that I like. Thankfully, I've never. 
I've never done the on-call thing. Right. Like I, I've had those, I've had clients that are like really demanding, you know, with, especially with like with electrical, it's like, you know, something, something is out and, you know, have a, you know, 30,000 or 30, uh, th- uh, you know, a 30,000 square foot home or whatever. Right. Like I want this done, but it's never been like, I've never had to like get up at four in the morning and be like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this. So, so that in reference to the political insanity that BP is that we both experienced with the red tape and the, you know, like if, if you've never experienced BP or any like big commercial conglomerate, it's, it's, um, they do their best not to let you do anything. Exactly. Right. It's like, let's have a meeting to schedule a meeting about a meeting. And that sounds ridiculous, but that's the actual, that's the absolute fucking truth. Mm-hmm. So this world, you know, the good and the bad that you're living in now, that compared to BP. So, uh, the good thing, so you remember a BP, you're not allowed to work off a ladder yeah. without a harness, but there's nothing to fucking tie off to. Sure. So it's like, you got to go get that fixed, but you can't do whatever you have to do to get to it, but you got to go do it. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And nobody's going to cover your ass if something happens, right? Yeah. We've got policies and procedures at CDOT, but when it comes to public emergencies, um, you got to get it done. And that's all there is to it. Sure, sure. And um, thankfully, we have law enforcement is willing to help us out. Um, you know, if I'm out at two o'clock in the morning, I got a traffic light emergency, I can call, it doesn't matter what time it is and be in the middle of the day. I can call Durango PD, state patrol. One of them is going to come pull up behind me. And when they come in, it's all, the rules go out the window. We get the job done. And thankfully my boss is awesome about it. And he's like, no, the job's got to get done. We just do it. Yeah. You know? For sure. And that's, it's nice to have him defend us like that, you know, cause you were never going to get that a BP. Yeah. yeah everybody yeah. was looking out for themselves. Sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, they would tell you, go, go do that. But like, if, if shit went awry, right. you'd be like, well, hey, whoa, I didn't, what? I didn't say he was doing Yeah. That. You didn't, you didn't check all these fucking boxes in here in the yeah. sand. Like, what do you yeah. mean? No, we, we had a conversation. Right. You know, oh, that's, yeah. You know, we don't, uh. You know, they got this big thing about street signs, you know, mm-hmm. but like a, the orange fucking signs and cones build this force field around you that is impenetrable by a car and it's fucking bullshit. It's so, if something ever happens to you, the insurance company will pay it. Yeah. And if they would just come out and admit that, everybody would be a little more receptive toward it. You sure. Know? Yeah. But they won't ever say it. That's fine. I understand. You know, I understand what it is, but, uh, you know, that's part of the necessary evil of working on the highway or putting stuff out. But, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is we have coworkers that die every year. Yeah. I knew Nolan when he got hit in Pagosa and killed. And from, from a, from a driver, from a car, from a guy who a couple weeks earlier almost hit a state patrolman and the state patrolman tracked him down. He was barreling through a work zone, knocking over cones and everything. He was an elderly guy. Yeah. State patrolman, Tracked him down. They were in the process of pulling his license. He shouldn't have been driving anyway. And then Nolan got hit, killed. Nolan was a week away from retirement, or a month away from retirement. And yeah, that sucked. And there was no blame for the guy that hit him. 
you know, it was, well, he should have done this or he should have done that. Nolan should have done this? What do you mean? Hold on. Put up more signs, stuff like that, you know. Oh, could have, you know, could have, could have, could have. No. What about the fucking guy yeah. that shouldn't have been driving? It doesn't matter what you put up. He would have barreled through it. Sure. And hit him. You yeah. know, he was like legally blind. He shouldn't have been driving. Yeah. You know, so that, you know, and I'm not speaking just for myself. A lot of guys fell that way. But that current regime locally is out now. Oh, okay. And uh, the person in charge now is much better um, level-headed. As far as understanding what you guys have understand, you guys to do. Well, she's not a micromanager. She's yeah. very much, uh, she knows we're the experts of what we do. She doesn't need to get involved in it, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. So, it, you know, it makes it really nice. Mm. Um, you know, so that's better. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a dangerous job. You know, and I tell people all the time, I see a lot of accidents. And the carnage you see, you can't necessarily put into words, right? I got called out one night. Um, shit, I'd only been here a few months. And a drunk driver hit, hit a traffic signal. I'm not going to say where. And the car burst into flames. And when I got there, they were still pulling the body out. And it was charcoal, you know. And I've got to other... You know, you get a lot of distracted drivers, people mm -hmm. that are texting, come across a lane. And when you've got a guy, you roll up on it, it just happened. There's a a truck and a trailer on fire in a ditch and the other person's sitting in their car, the airbags all gone off. You can't see him, but you hear him screaming and fire department comes in and cuts the airbags and his legs are just pinched. Mm in between the engine, you know, you don't just forget about the, the screaming, you know what no. I mean? And that's stuff you're not prepared for. And you can't ever test it to see how you're going to handle it. Right. Yeah. No, you know, like you it'd be like, if you were going to go into law enforcement, it's like, well, how are you going to handle your first murder? You don't know. You can't. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't know how you're going to handle it. And they, you know, that's not necessarily a job requirement for us. It's just something that happens. It's stuff on the highway. And, uh, so yeah, for all the people listening, I know it's hard, but stay off your fucking phone when you're driving. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I'm guilty of that, man. Sometimes oh, yeah. like just bing, like, what is it? Like, and I'm like, oh, like stop, man. It's just, just, it's not, it's not that fucking important. Mm -hmm. Right. Just, just wait until we, we get there. You right. Know? That's who, yeah, man. That's, you know, and uh, the, the repercussions, unfortunately, are very little to them. Yeah. Distracted driving's not shit. Right. I mean, you get more of a punishment for going 20 miles over on the speed mm -hmm. limit, you know? I think New Mexico though, New Mexico is like, you can't, if you're on a call in New Mexico, I think they, they there's actually like a, Oh really? A violation or a ticket for that. Yeah. Oh, like okay. They can pull you over and okay. like, I don't know if it's a distracted driver ticket, but right. it's something, like, huh? you know, they're trying to prevent right. it. But I mean, Mexico is also the state that, you know, there's been habitual, drunk driving where it's like you've got oh, you know, six or seven yeah it's a drunk know, driving big leagues man. yeah so it's like what, what are we doing here so right. but <laughs> so the fact that they're maybe you know trying to prevent distracted driving maybe redirect your mm -hmm. you know your your course <laughs> so no, and it's a lot like uh see that's a lot like any other place right but i feel like more so there than at bp mm -hmm. 
and it kind of goes along with Nichols, the camaraderie is good. Oh, nice. Morale's not always necessarily good, but I know that those guys are always there to help out. You know, you got the patrols, you know, the guys that are doing the highway work, plowing. We work real well with them, you know, and they're always there to help us. And so the camaraderie part's really good. It goes such a long ways, man. That's what, like, like honestly, I haven't thought about that side of 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 BP or maybe even another oil and gas company. I, I, can't, I can't speak to anything else other than what we know. But, yeah, it's like they, it really did suck the life out of the camaraderie. It's like everybody, once they get badged, they felt like, okay, what can I do to get to the next level? What can I do to get, it was like, and it just, it stopped. And that being said, I should take a step back. Like I have dear friends that still work there mm-hmm. and I, and then they're lifelong friends. Yep. But when you're at a company that has that like value of you as a person and the value of like what you're producing mm-hmm. and they, and they, and they applaud that it does create that company camaraderie. But I think once it gets outside of the hundred person, thousand person realm, it's done. You're just a cog in the wheel. You're just, you're just, you're part of this mechanism that mm-hmm. we're moving with or without you. And yep. we don't give a shit truly about you. Right. And, and then unfortunately, like even some of the people that I knew beforehand that were, you know, contractors, like you get hired at the same time or you like get hired around the same time and they become your boss. And it's like, like, I respect that whole dichotomy of like, yeah, you're the boss now and I got to answer you. Like, I'm good with that. I, I totally get it. But right. that situation created so many like people that were good with each other before that are no longer good with each other. It was like, we're, we're, we're seeking for ourselves. And it like, it really stopped that whole element Mm -hmm. of we're all in this together. Well, everybody was literally just, they were throwing anybody they could under the bus to get ahead, you know? And that's what caused the problems, you know, because there's always room for advancement. So people that aren't even badged, right, are trying to throw badged guys under the bus and vice versa. And it's like, why? Why are we doing this shit? You yeah. know? Like, I mean, I got in trouble a couple times for somebody felt intimidated. Oh, fucker. I lift weights. You are my a problem. big fucking dude. Though. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I got a face full of scars, yeah. but, and I got a loud voice. Not trying to be intimidating though. I'm just asking you a question. If I looked like a 12 year old girl, the same question, would that intimidate you? No. Sure. I mean, yeah. And that was the, you know, that's crybaby shit, man. Oh, you kind of scared me when he talked to me. Yeah. I didn't do anything to you. I was asking you a question. Yeah. You know, and that only happens at BP. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have an emotional class. Like, well, hold on, hold on. Did you make them feel welcome? Right. Like, fuck you, man. Right. It would like, you can cut it, dice it, slice it, whichever way you want. Like, this is oil and gas. This shit is dirty and gross and gritty. Yep. We got a job to do, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it with or without you. But it's like, if you want to come in here and say, hey, you, you also have to play patty cake. Right. That shit is, you know, it. it this isn't the place for that. Well, you can the, do that on the Instagrams. You can do that on the yeah. Facebooks, whatever you want to do. But this is not the realm to play fucking patty cake. Well, we it's got usually the weakest of the week that play that game too, yeah. right? And it's the weakest of the week that rise to the fucking top. Right. That that run the <laughs> damn company in five right. years and you're going, what the fuck just yeah. happened? You and know? That's exactly it. Yeah. You know? 
No, I agree. I I had to leave that company, and you know, I like I said, I quit them the second time when I was in Texas, and you know, a lot of it was on me. Right. But you know, they switched to BPX and got the job offer. Come on down, man. Blah, 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 blah. Everything's fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's changed, and and it did change. It changed a little bit, but like once you get in there, the red tape was the same damn red mm-hmm. tape. It might have been a different hue, but it was the same bullshit. Right, and. That was different for me because it was kissing uh, a different person's ass, not a, not a physical person, but like a a different type of person that was managing things. And it was like, all right, man, I don't know really, you know, how to navigate these waters. Mm-hmm. It was like you could do yeah. one good one day, and then bad the other day. And it was like, what do, what do we do here? Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, they the class, like you said, they'd call you, right? Okay, this isn't recorded. This is an email. Go out there and fix that fucking shit. If right. it blows up. Whoa, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yep. What did you do? I'm like, I did exactly what you told me to do. Like, I tweaked the valve to 200, and I went over here and did, you know, and I, it just, it got, like, once COVID hit, we, we so so the deal with, with, with me in Texas, th- and this, nobody listens to this, but if they do, if you, if you worked with me in the past, the deal is, and everybody can't deny this. So we we hit we were hit with COVID. Governor of Texas stepped in and said, "Oil and gas isn't is essential employees, right? You have to fucking go to work." So COVID didn't hit me the way that it hit a lot of people. Right. I didn't here. I didn't lose work. I went to work every day. I was scared to fucking death because we didn't know what was going to happen in the beginning of it all. Like we were like, "Oh my god, if I breathe oxygen, <laughs> I'm going to die. Like we're going to die, right?" You know that that's what the whole the mass media everybody was saying this. So like I. So we're out there, double masked up. I'm doing this shit. I'm filling up my truck with nitrile gloves on. And I'm like, what? oh, my God, you know, and I'm freaked the fuck out. And it, it starts to weigh on you because, like, my family's at home and I'm working 15, 16 hours a day. And I'm out here during COVID. I'm not getting any extra pay for this. I'm not, right. I'm not a nurse in the ICU. I'm not getting, like, right. whatever that pay is, what that grade is, like, yep. you know, um, emergency pay or something. Mm-hmm. Let's call it that. Hazard pay. Yeah, hazard pay. I'm not getting that. I'm out here right. making my fucking wage. I'm killing myself. And then we get through all that. And then BP corporate, BPX corporate steps in. We have this whole company fucking meeting. And the guy that doesn't know you, but he steps on and he wants to act like he fucking really knows you. And he right. speaks with this very intellectual dialogue. And and I really appreciate all of you. But to make it through these tough times, ladies and gentlemen, we have to cut hours. And I want you to know that your jobs are safe here. You don't have to worry. Yeah. And I was like, this shit is coming. We had already yeah, made yeah, through yeah. it. I'm like, bitch, I've ridden right. through three downturns with your fucking company. I've already, I've gone through this. Right. And so they hit it and it was like, you're cut to 36 hours a week. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold right on. from 60? Well, from, no, at that time, dude, I was working 16, 18 hours a day. Oh, shit. Wow. A door to door. Wow. Where it didn't matter. They, it was open policy. You got a fucking thought? Go for it. You want to make this better? Go for it. Do I mean the bank account was large, bro. Oh yeah. It was yeah. I mean, the biggest <laughs> I've ever seen it. Woo. Daddy was rolling fat. And uh it felt good, but it was masking a lot of shit. And so when they cut hours, it was like, ooh, okay. And then we had to call in, like, hey, I'm in the middle of and and we were electricians. I, I was hired mm-hmm. by them as a field service technician. Right. I was the only electrician. Eddie, I love you, Eddie Little. You're my fucking dog. You know that I love you. You didn't even have a license, and you know that. I was the only licensed individual in South Texas for BPX at that time. You know it. I know it. Fuck off if you want to say anything different. Um, So 
I'm the only license down there. I've got to handle every fucking pump jack, everything electrical, everything. And then they're like, hey, you know, while you're out there, can you replace that Kim Ray valve that, that, you know, and I'm like, what? Well, what the fuck are we doing? So all, all right. of a sudden I'm breaking out 36 inch pipe wrenches, dude. I'm doing everything. And it's crazy. It's fucking madness. And I'm like, what am I doing, dude? I'm, I'm basically a field hand mm-hmm. breaking down yep. shit. And, and I, I want to. I, I do. I'm, I'm still in the mindset of like, I want to make this company better. I want to get production and but, but the production rates don't matter, dude. They don't matter to you as a person. Right. Because when shit hits the fan, just like it was about to in the story, it doesn't matter. So it hits the fan and they're like, yeah, your, your hours are cut. So then we start to have to call in and say, hey, I got another two hours. Can I get this approved? And they're like, yeah, let me call. So they call whoever. At that point in time, Area it, was, authority it, was, or it whatever. was Brock Martin, and I like okay. Brock. Brock's fine. But it was like, yeah, Brock, okay, Brock approves it. Then it's like, all of a sudden, you start to see this approval window kind of, is it, now is it breaking work, or is it imperative to the operation right. of the well site? Well, it's imperative, you know, start checking these boxes. So it hits a fan where nothing is, nothing is a proof. Right. And I get a lot of time to focus. I'm, I'm, I'm working at this time, they're still allowing us to do bubble to bubble. I lived in New Braunfels. Mm-hmm. My bubble was Carnes, which is about 50 minutes, right? Okay. So you had to get into that bubble before you could start getting paid. Okay. So I'm still driving damn near an hour before I can start getting paid. But they've cut our hours to 36 hours. And I'm like, okay, all right, this is fucked. This is, I, I burnt an hour of my time. So right. every day I'm giving them two hours. Because no you weren't getting drive time. And fuck no. Right. No. And so it starts to really weigh on me. And then, and then it's like that light switch just hits because I'm spending so much time with my family and I start looking at my wife because before that, I'm literally, Aaron, I'm not fucking with you, 16 to 18 hour days. That's tough. And I've, I've told it on this podcast before. I would come home and there'd be dinner in the oven, still warming, kids, wife are asleep. I go to sleep. I wake up. They're I make my sleep. fucking, I make my lunch because my wife's not going to get up that early and make my lunch and bless her fucking heart. I'd never want her to do that. Right. I go to work. I see them on, Saturday, because that's my one day mm-hmm. off. That's my one day off, right? My contractual one day off if there isn't something that I have to do. Right. So on a good week, I'm seeing my kids one fucking day a week, mm-hmm. and I'm in Texas. So all this changes, right? All this money, all this everything changes, and I, I have to come back to it. And I'm like, all right, I'm spending time with my family. I'm really, really looking at this. I'm like, you know, BP's fucking me big time. Right. I moved my whole family down here. And I'm just like, you know what? The same for me. Right. And then I start to ask questions. I'm, I'm talking to my, my compatriots, right? I'm talking to my people who I thought were my friends. Like, hey, what do you guys mean? And it's like, and their experience is like a little different. And like, oh, they got a different house or, you know, it's okay. I mean, we, we've been through this a thousand times in the oil field. And I'm like, no, you know what? Fuck that. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know that the oil field is cyclical, but you know what? I was guaranteed a rate. And when, right. when COVID hit, they said, oh, you know what? It wasn't, I was, so I had my salary. Mm-hmm. You had your salary, your, your salary plus, right? right? So you could get overtime, but you also guarantee, you got a guaranteed bonus, right? Mm-hmm. It's a fucking GPA, guaranteed right. profit allowance or something like that. The first announcement they made after they actually announced that we were going to start to slow down was, hey, Guys, we appreciate you, but we're not going to do any bonuses this year. Yeah. And so hold the fucking show, man. <laughs> hold the fucking show. Right. I'm like, wait, this is a guarantee. The word is literally it, on your fucking, on your checks, mm-hmm. guaranteed allowance. Guaranteed. 
Now, I don't know if I understand the definition of that fucking word, but what I think that I mean is that no matter what, that comes into my bank account. Mm -hmm. And when they took that away, that helped, that that hurt my bottom line. And I was like, you know what? I have to look up for my family. And so I called my boss at the time. Again, new guy, safety director. That's how he started with the BP. Rose's fucking rank, super intelligent, great fucking guy. Brock, if you hear this, I love you. You were great to me. But Rose's ranks, right? Mm -hmm. And now he's managing all this shit. Mm -hmm. I call him. Say, hey, this ain't working for me. I'm fucking done. I quit. I'm out. What are you talking about? You're quitting BP? And I was like, look, man, this ain't the first time I've quit BP. <laughs> fucking out of here, dude. This is old news <laughs> to me. I'm done. Right. Fuck you guys. You think you're different. You're not. You're, you're the same exact yeah. company that I left 10 years ago right. because your bullshit is bullshit. And this is, I'm, I'm not into this and I'm out of here. And I was like, yeah, what do, what do I got to do? I got to, I got I to figure something out. And I had no, I had nothing. I, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was going to do. Right. But I knew right then at that moment that that wasn't it. Right. That was not where I wanted to be in my life. You know, I was looking at my kids and I, I was, I had so much time with my kids, Aaron. And I'm, we're, we're floating the river. We're doing all this. We're Texas, Texas did good. Kudos to Texas. We got the fuck out of COVID quick. Right. We closed down. We opened back up. We figured it out. Right. We went through all these safety protocols, all this stuff. Right. And we figured it the fuck out. But BP didn't. Right. They asked us to do everything. The governor of the fucking state said, you're, you are required to work because right. we cannot lose our revenue off mm-hmm. of oil and gas. BP didn't respect that. Right. And so when they didn't, when they, when they cut us and cut us and cut us, and cut us and said, Oh, it's going to, it'll come back. Bitch. I have ridden through three downturns with you guys. This overtime is never coming back until the next fucking boom, which could be 10 years down the road. Like I know your gamut. I know the game. Right. I'm done. Right. I'm out of here. Have you ever are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. 